Josh Tickle is a filmmaker and author with an impressive track record at uncovering the truth behind environmental issues, and he does it in a very entertaining way. His first feature film, Fuel, won the Sundance Audience Award for Best Documentary and has been seen over a million times on Netflix, iTunes, Hulu, and CNBC. It also screened for the White House's Energy and Environment staff during the Obama administration. His new film, Kiss the Ground, which he directed with his wife, Rebecca, is the result of a nine-year journey, and it is raising awareness of the amazing possibilities of regeneration as a solution to our global climate crisis. It's narrated by Woody Harrelson and features the musician Jason Mraz, who warns an organic avocado farm in San Diego, actually not too far away from where I am right now. The actress and philanthropist Patricia Arquette makes an appearance. She runs a nonprofit, GiveLove.com, and it highlights the benefits of composting. And there are numerous experts in the film, including Ray Archuleta, soil scientist, and farmers and ranchers practicing regeneration. It is beautifully shot and well-written, and if you want to be entertained and learn more about how to solve the climate crisis, this is the film for you. And by the way, Josh's book on the same subject, which I'm actually reading right now, is entitled Kiss the Ground, and it's available on Amazon. It's really a deep dive on the same subject, and it will take a while to get through, but trust me, it is worth it. And it's actually the reason why Woody Harrelson decided he wanted to become involved with the film. So stay tuned. This film is about to change the way you think about Mother Earth, your food, regeneration, and a solution to the climate crisis. It's time for OWC Radio, Tech Talk with Creatives, conversations with host Serena Catania. Josh, good morning. Thank you for coming on with me. I know that everyone listening is going to be really interested in your new film called Kiss the Ground. Will you tell us what it's about and why you decided to make it at this point in time? Sure. Kiss the Ground is really about restoring planet Earth. And when I say restore planet Earth, I mean fixing climate change, providing natural food and water, and what we, what the term we use is called regenerate, regenerating lost ecosystems. Turns out that about two-thirds of the planet has been turned into desert or the ecosystems have been damaged. This film shows us how we can repair, fix, regenerate, and make things beautiful again. And you know what? We can. We really can. This is an issue that I've personally been following for a long time. I'm so grateful to you for bringing this to the forefront because it is fixable, but we have to start now. Can you tell people who are listening a little bit more about regenerative agriculture and what it what it does? Sure. The idea of regeneration is very simple. It's like, you know, if a lizard loses its tail, it can regrow that tail. Well, it turns out most of planet Earth has this same ability ecosystems have the ability to regrow themselves. Deserts can turn into forests. And even in our cities, in our urban landscapes, we can regenerate. We can create beautiful, natural, green, verdant places where food grows, even along city streets, even along highways. And so regeneration is the process of repairing damage and making things better, 
regenerative agriculture is a way of growing food, which actually leaves the soil and the earth better than it was before. It rebuilds soil. And when you rebuild soil, you bring in more water and more carbon into that soil. Your food is more nutritious and the earth gets healthier. And so do you as a human being, which is that's a good thing. I'm very interested in explaining how the process of photosynthesis actually pulls that carbon dioxide out of the air and puts it into the ground so that it can nurture the roots of the plants. And it's one of the ways we can really help climate change, right? Well, most people don't realize, but since the birth of the Industrial Revolution, humanity has put about a thousand gigatons. That's a teraton of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Before you go, whoa, that's a big number. It is a big number. And there's no real idea of how to get that out of the atmosphere. Screwing in light bulbs and, you know, run, driving electric cars, those, those are good things. But they don't remove the carbon that's already in the atmosphere. So how do we, how do we pull that carbon out of the atmosphere? Well, there's, there's only a few places we can put it. We can put it in the sky. Well, that, we already did that, so that's not going to work. <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> you no, know, we can put it in the oceans. We tried that, too, and the oceans got acidified. So the one place we can put it where it will actually do some good is in the soil. You know, oh, okay, what kind of technological fix do we need for that? You know, is this a Bill Gates initiative with trillions of dollars? No, nope, none of that. In fact, the soil has a natural way of doing that. That is a carbon pump, and the carbon pump is every living plant. Plants put carbon dioxide into the soil, and they fix it in the soil as carbon. So if we can work with plants and work with microbes, 40% of the carbon dioxide that a plant breathes in goes into the soil, and it stays there. That's how we fix the climate crisis. And regeneration, regenerative agriculture, the Kiss the Ground movie, shows us exactly how to do that. And you talk about the ecosystem and the different aspects of it. And I know people are going to look at the picture of cows that you have up there, and they're going to go, wait a minute, cows are bad, uh, but they're really not. They have to be raised properly. Can you explain that? Yeah. So, so there's nowhere in nature where we don't find animals. Maybe on the moon, but that's not Earth nature, right? So when we look at nature, animals and plants, are always together. Well, if we look at the United States before Europeans arrived, there were more four-legged animals than there are today. In fact, buffalo were much more prevalent than the cattle of today. So what happened? Well, we killed all the buffalo. We took the animals that we had we stuffed them into feedlots, mm -hmm. and then we took away the natural ecosystem and we grew corn. Right. That system that we built is less efficient, creates more carbon dioxide and more greenhouse gases, and it makes sick animals. Now, it's not the animal's fault that we're making that animal sick and we're putting it in sick conditions. It's our fault. And so we need to think about this from a system perspective versus just going, well, cows are bad. No. The system we created for cows that replaced a very good functional natural system doesn't work. So we can mimic that natural system. We can herd cows across 
pastures. We can keep them moving. They can, they can cut grass with their teeth. They can build soil fertility with their hooves and their poop. And when they do that, the soil sequesters. It pulls out of the atmosphere the carbon dioxide that is causing climate change. Now, that same animal that we just said was bad is good. We didn't change the animal, we changed the system. And that's what Kiss the Ground is about. It's about changing how we do agriculture and how we make food and how we take care of the planet. You know, I watched the scenes of Mr. Archuleta traveling around the country, uh, meeting with farmers and ranchers about this system, and some of them were receptive and others were sitting back with their arms crossed. How difficult has it been? You've been working on this now for how many years, this film? Oh, my gosh. This film has been a total from start to finish nine-year journey. Yeah, I understand that. That's amazing. So in, in those years, you've been following Mr. Archuleta. What, what does he say about perhaps how the perception of regenerative agriculture has changed or has it? The perception has changed because more and more people understand what it is. And of course, it's, it's picking up, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the larger issue is that we still got to affect the majority of agriculture. And how do we do that? Right. Well, we start with what we eat. Those of us who live in cities, those of us who live in urban and suburban communities, we have tremendous power. We vote three times a day with our forks. <laughs> And so it's a combination of working with farmers to get the kind of food we want, working with grocery stores, using our dollars to vote for restaurants and food where we can. And you don't have to be rich to do this. This is not a, you know, this is not a yuppie thing. This is an everyone thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can be done at an extremely low food budget all the way up to, you know, your whole food shopper. That's the exciting thing. There are ways to plug into the system at every level, no matter where you are. And what we're seeing is a lot of urban gardens, a lot of urban composting. We're seeing people in really dense cement jungles take this on and go, you know what, that parking lot, I'm going to regenerate that parking lot. I'm going to turn that into a food forest that's going to feed 20 families. And that's where this movement really starts to get exciting because you can plug in anywhere. You know, I really want people to go to kissthegroundmovie.com, kissthegroundmovie.com, get the trailer, Share it, you know, and you can share it on Facebook and Instagram at Kiss the Ground Movie. And that, you know, just sharing the trailer, just having being part of the movement, getting part of that experience, everyone should be, everybody should be on board with that. I agree. And it's gone up from um, over 1 million hits when I looked a couple days ago to this morning right before this interview is way over 2 million. So it's resonating with people. And, you know, I think in the time of COVID, there are millions of people who are building gardens now in, in, like you say, in their backyards, in parking lots. I have friends who are growing it in pots on the wall. It's amazing. And I think people, this is a perfect time for this film to be coming out because we have to turn the corner with climate change. And this is an amazing way to do it. So when is the film going to be released and where will we be able to see it? The film is coming out on Netflix globally, September 22nd. You can get on, you can get on Facebook right now and join the Kiss the Ground Global Watch Party. It's an event on Facebook. Everyone can sign up to join the watch party. And that puts you into our, our big watch party. We're going to do a live watch party. Everyone's going to watch it together. And then we're going to have a big Q&A with Giselle Bunchen and Woody Harrelson and all of these cool stars, Ian Summerholder, that are in the movie. 
uh, and really get down and get some of these cool, cool questions from around the world and across the country answered that night. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Now, Woody Harrelson narrated the film. Did you, what did he say when you first sent him the script? Uh, you know, he was a little bit like, what? Soil? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Soil? Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we sent him the book, you know, Kiss the Ground book. I got to write the Kiss the Ground book. That was fun. And he read it. He read the whole book. And and when I showed up to do the recording, he said, you know, I read the book. It was good. I really am excited about this. And then we, we did the voiceover. It was wonderful. <laughs> you do a good Woody impression. That's funny. Now, he really... Well, he spent some time. <laughs> yeah. He really did look like he was totally into this. And and for those of you listening, the book, by the way, I bought it on Amazon. And I thought, well, you know, it's it's. I didn't know if it was before or after the movie. I just wanted to do my research for this interview. And I started reading it. It is not something you can read in a couple of hours. It really dives deep into these issues, and it's incredibly well-researched, which reflects in what you've done with the film. But, you know, you have a history of doing environmentally uh, empowering movies. Your your movie, Fuel, is still out after, what, 10 years? People are still watching it. I think it, it rolled out in 150 cities and September of 2009. Is that the one that won Sundance Award, or was that a different one? Yes. So Fuel won Sundance uh, in 2008. Mm -hmm. Fuel, Fuel, you can still watch on Amazon. It's still on Amazon Prime, and watch it on there. iTunes, it's available. So, yeah, Fuel Fuel was playing in theaters for five years. It was a real journey, and played in the White House, um, shortlisted for an Oscar. So a lot of good stuff with that movie. Kiss the Ground's going to be bigger and more fun, even though we're releasing in a pandemic, I, I think people need some hopeful news and they need, they need to know what to do. You know, they need to know how to compost. They need to know how to plant seeds. These, these are things that people are doing right now because we have time. Even if you live in a, a high rise and you've got an apartment building, you can plant it in the window. You can do planter boxes. You can do kitchen composting. So lots of things you can do during the pandemic to make your life healthier, get some oxygen, get some greenery into your life and kiss the ground, kiss the ground movie.com is really the start for you to get to do all that stuff. Now you also went to San Diego to film Jason Mraz on his farm. And, and uh, I saw Patricia Arquette in the film. You've got some great people behind this supporting you and, and giving you the thumbs up. So how is it on Jason's uh, farm? Oh, Jason's farm is beautiful, beautiful. You know, Jason Mraz, he's the singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. You may not know him by name, but you definitely know his song. You've heard, that's Jason Mraz, I'm yours, Absolutely, right? so he, yeah. He's a real, he's a real organic farmer. He's got a ranch, a little ranch where he's growing avocados. And he, what he's done is he's planted a lot of different types of trees, so he can grow stuff year-round. He's producing food. And his section of the movie is really about what you can do if you've got a backyard, you've got a few hundred square feet, and you want to create a food forest. He gives some great examples of that. Jason, you know, Jason just figured it out. And that's what we're really excited for people to do after they see the movie is figure out how to grow food. I love when he said, just plant a tree. Just plant one tree. If you can't do anything else, just plant a tree. I love it. And then Patricia Arquette was in, I believe she was in Africa, right? I saw this in the middle of the night last night, so forgive me if I'm not remembering all the details. But she was talking about poop um, and how important it is. And 
and uh, building bathrooms for people that uh, that don't have it, and then taking that and turning it into compost. It's wonderful. Well, Patricia has been an advocate of compost for many, many years, long before this movie. She's got a wonderful organization called GiveLove.org. And what she does is she travels with a team of people into very impoverished places in the world and sets up what, what's called thermophilic, which is heat-loving, thermophilic, composting systems for toilets. Because most people don't realize, but in a lot of parts of the world, there is no running water. And so people are using, you know, dugout latrines, and that, that goes into their food supply and their water supply. It makes people sick. Well, you can compost poop. And when you compost poop, guess what you make? Soil. So that soil, that good, rich soil, uh, can then be used to plant things, and you create food, and the cycle goes around and around and around. So Patricia's organization teaches people how to build composting toilets, low-cost, low-tech, high yield, wonderful, clean, sanitary, and, and, you know, full of human dignity and respect. So kudos to Patricia. I'm glad she's in the movie. I love her. And I love, love, love her organization. So tell us about some of the other people that you interviewed for the film. Well, one of the most amazing interviews, you know, that we did on the film is this uh, farmer in the Midwest. His name is Gabe Brown. He's just like, a, you know, you wouldn't be able to pick him out in the lineup of farmers. Here he is in, in North Dakota. Uh, he's farming 5,000 acres, which is twice the scale of the average farm in the U.S., and he's making 100 bucks an acre um, through regeneration. He grows soy and corn and all that stuff, but he also does pigs and chickens and all that stuff. And what's interesting is most farms in the U.S., they're only making like 2 to $3 an acre. Abe's making a hundred bucks an acre per year. So most farmers are going out of business. Gabe put his son through college, paid off the farm, paid off the tractors, paid off everything. And now he's like, what do I do? Because he's profitable. So he's running around teaching other farmers how to do it. But his insights and his knowledge go back to Thomas Jefferson, which is interesting to see that Jefferson knew some of these techniques, but we forgot how to do it. Well, the almighty dollar got involved and um, everyone started tilling. I mean, he talks to the farmers about don't till, and you can see the surprise in their face. But it absolutely makes sense because all the microorganisms are in those first few inches, not all, but a lot of the very important ones are in the first few inches of that soil, which are basically killing when you till. So I really love to see you guys you guys doing this. Um, Ray Archuleta also was uh, sprinkled throughout the film. He's really uh, a specialist in this area, right? He is. Ray has been working with uh, the government, the U.S. government, for 35 years. Mm-hmm. He's been on just about every type of farm you can, you can imagine in the United States. Uh, and he is what you would call probably the quintessential soil expert in this country. Well, and uh, let's talk about the making of the film. You directed with your wife, Rebecca, right? That is correct, yes. Congratulations. I think any time a couple can work together and make it work, it's wonderful. And you have children, too. So (laughs) this is great. I'm sure this has been a big adventure for you. So how many states did you visit making the film? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, Nine-year journey, 300 hours of footage. I mean, we crisscrossed the country, left, right, up, down, south, north. Uh, yeah, couldn't even count. But I tell you what, the 
the film is global. We go to China, we go to Africa, mm -hmm. Nairobi, mm -hmm. Haiti, uh, France, uh, all over the world to sort of show different examples of how this incredible process works. So, you know, one of my favorite examples in China, they took an area the size of Belgium. It was dry desert rock. There was no soil. It was dust and rock. And they turned it into a green paradise. That's mm -hmm. exciting. That's a cool yeah, part is. of the movie. It is. So what did you, what, uh, you had several people helping you shoot. You had a big crew. Uh, a lot of people pitched in to help with this. I thought that was wonderful. What, what kind of cameras were you using and what, and what did you edit on? What was your technical side of this, the post uh, production and post? Sure, sure. Well, the technicals evolved over the past, you know, almost decade that we've been working on it. Uh, mm -hmm. we've, we've pretty been, pretty much been consistent, uh, 4K Red is what we shot most of the film on. And then mm -hmm. we edited on um, Avid. But what was tricky was upgrading the server, especially at the very end, to keep those discs running and keep that 4K footage. We ended up with an OWC Jupiter system. And I'll tell you what, um, it, was, it is by far the best bang for the buck on the market. It's fast, and it was allow, allowed us to cut in 4K, which is very difficult. Most people, oh, yeah, we're shooting 4K. Try cutting a feature in 4K. <laughs> right, absolutely. It's tough. I mean, we fastest computers, the fastest connections, and, and you'll just clog the server down. So we were able to do that. We were able to do multiple streams of 4K video from the Jupiter and to finish the film and color it. And it's, a, it's, it's really a masterpiece. It's a gorgeous 4K documentary. You don't see too many documentaries shot and colored and finished in 4K. Uh, and I think the film's really, like, it's pretty spectacular to watch it, you know? It's pretty It's fun. beautiful. It's a beautiful film. So the Jupiter system is huge. How much, how many terabytes were you managing on the system, do you know? Oh, my gosh. Uh, at least 120 terabytes. Right, yeah. And we've yeah. upgraded it again, and, you know, we'll, we'll keep upgrading as we need to. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear you're using OWC equipment. Those guys are, well, Larry O'Connor is also one of the executive producers of the film, and he's the one that introduced us. So I'm grateful to them for two things. Number one, uh, sponsoring OWC Radio and also sponsoring my films and introducing us because I will do whatever I can to help you get the word out on this. Are there any other OWC, is there any other OWC equipment that you use, like any of their uh Travel docks or other docks or uh, hard drives, smaller raids, anything like that? Yeah, we used a couple of smaller raids, but I, I think what, what was cool about, like, I knew OWC long before I met Larry, and um, we've, been, we've been upgrading our computers for a long time. I've been a Mac guy for many years, you know, used to build my own machines in my garage kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. so I've been... I've been putting in new memory and new screens and new uh, new bits and pieces, new hard drives into into these older Macs for quite a while. And you know, my wife and I both have, you know, for instance, we just have a couple of MacBooks. You know, these were made in 2015. They're made five years ago. We've replaced, we've upgraded the RAM, we've upgraded the hard drive. These computers are rock solid. In some ways, they're better than the newer computers. All of that's OWC. So every iMac now in the um, in our edit studio, every single one of those iMacs is running OWC memory. And we've got, I think we've got one of those iMacs is, is up at 512 um, gigabytes of memory. I mean, that's a lot of memory to squeeze into an iMac. But uh, that's, you know, 
Macintosh can't even sell you that. You have to get it through OWC. So we've had a lot of success with their products. And when I got to meet Larry and, you know, he got involved in the film, I was like, this is great. You're, I'm already <laughs> using your stuff, man. <laughs> it's a marriage made in technology heaven, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I also like their their uh, customer service, too, because very rarely do things go wrong with the OWC equipment. But like any technology, every once in a while, you're going to have a question, and they, they're they always there for me. I'm sure they would be for you guys, too. And that's that's really pretty precious when you're on a deadline. This is amazing. So Netflix, worldwide, 22nd of September – Go to kissthegroundmovie.com, and you can host a screening in your community. You can sign up for that. You can put yourself on the mailing list, watch the trailer, uh, make donations. Uh, this is this is all wonderful, and I am so excited for this film and so proud of everything that you're doing. You're doing something very positive in the world, which I think is so important now on many, many levels. And I do urge people to really take the contents of this film and also to get your book on Amazon and take it seriously, because if you're worried about climate change, if you're worried about the quality of your food, and you want to see a great film with great visuals and good music, go to kissthegroundmovie.com. Thank you so much for taking the time out of a really busy day. I know you're preparing for the release. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you might want to mention? No, I think we've covered it. Folks can get the book. As you said, Kiss the Ground, the book. It's available as a Kindle, as, a, as an actual physical book. And also, I read the audio book. Yes, you can download the audio book on <laughs> Amazon.com. Uh, and it's a fun journey. It's a great ride. That's a deeper dive. Yeah. The the quick dive is the Kiss the Ground movie available on Netflix, September 22nd, narrated by Woody Harrelson. You can go to kissthegroundmovie.com today, get that trailer, and you can share it on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, get your friends and family ready to watch it. Join the Watch Party event on Facebook. And yeah, we'll see you. We won't see you at the cinema. That's what we used to say. Um, but... but <laughs> Certainly look forward to hearing all the comments and uh, the feedback after folks watch that on Netflix. And that was Josh Tickle, who is the director and filmmaker behind KissTheGroundMovie.com and Kiss the Ground, the book. And remember what I tell you guys every time, get up off your chairs and go do something absolutely wonderful today. Go, go change the climate. <laughs> this is Serena Catania, OWC Radio. I'm signing out. <laughs>